Hey everybody, welcome to the Cast. I'm your host, Charlie Behrens. This is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. We are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda, and here is today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Cast. My guest today is Ian Bag, who is uh, a Canadian comedian, our neighbor right up the road a bit, okay? And you've seen him on Last Comic Standing. He's made an appearance on... Late Night with Conan O'Brien, uh, The Tonight Show. Colleen, what else has he got going? He has a half-hour comedy special that's been featured on Comedy Central and HBO. He's got another special called Getting to Know You on Showtime and another one called Conversations, available on Amazon Prime. So and he's got he's everywhere. Thank you, Colleen Maraca. <laughs> she is the uh, uh, executive producer of the Cripes cast. And Ian, um, just to reiterate this before we start chit-chatting about other things, he's a hilarious comedian had a lot of fun with him i think we got a lot of similarities him being from canada you know me being from you know the midwest you know Mm -hmm. as i would say he's from northern midwest you know he'd say i'm from southern canada and you know we can agree to disagree there but um fairly similar people oh also he's got um his weekly hockey podcast called Enjoying Orange Slices with Jeff and Ian. And that's a, uh, that's a title I'm very jealous of. That's really funny. Yeah. I liked that. When I saw that, I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Orange Slices and Capri Suns. That is the staple of... Uh, the snacks. The for- snack. There were some people who like... It was like, Jason, is your mom doing snacks today? And it, he'd be like, no, she traded with Tom's mom. And you're like, what? <laughs> Tom's mom only brings apples. That sucks. Do you, you want to hear a funny story? What? Okay, so my family is very Italian. and You don't say. Yeah, I know. And growing up, my cousin had a childhood best friend. His last name's Calamari. And so... That's his real last name. That's his real last name. And I went to college with him. He's a great friend of mine, too. And when they were growing up, though, they were on the same team. And so my Uncle Don, who was like, I'm gonna come to one of Jack's games, whatever. He, for some reason, consulted the the list of whoever was bringing the snacks that week. And he saw Calamari and was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go this week. Cause he thought the snack was gonna be calamari yeah the actual food so my uncle don showed up my uncle don showed up and then my uncle john was like okay so also snacks are for the kids like why do you think you're gonna get calamari but yeah anywho so he's uh it was really funny though because they were like First of all, snacks are for the kids. Second of all, you really think that they would bring calamari to a first grade t-ball game? Like, <laughs> Although first parent who actually does that. Well, there's been some. Yeah. There's been some. But anyway, that's how Italian we are. That's so funny. That's a side little side note. Oh, my God. But yeah. Um, well, good orange slices jokes. I, yeah. I, I like that. Or, you know, take off on orange slices. That, yeah. That's so funny. What? The, just the, 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 the calamari situation. The, the, yeah. Where else did that go for him? What, calamari? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Everybody called him Squid. Like, okay, that's good. Yeah. Everyone called him Squid because of that. Yeah, Squid. That's great. It's a great name. Squid is an awesome name. Well, yeah. Calamari in general is like. Well, no, but I mean the takeoffs on it. I know. Yeah. That's funny. That's like, what's the um, uh, cannoli would only be the leave the gun, take the cannoli. That yeah, that only one. be the. You know what is funny? This how broken my brain is. Yeah. The whole story. Um, I was somewhat thinking cannoli, you know, 
the like, entire time? Im- imagining. No, not the so entire time. So you were time. listening to me? No, I was listening to you. Cool. But I, I, I was thinking of that until it was clear that it was that was not what you were saying. You know? Yeah. But that's how my brain I did works. have cannolis for Thanksgiving, though. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving was super fun. Hung out with my family. Um, uh, did a turkey bowl. I did. Uh, most of my uh, siblings didn't show up because they're lazy and they're not good at athletics. Not like me. I scored three touchdowns. Okay. Um, I was the second oldest player. <laughs> you can stop laughing now. Who was the oldest? Your dad? Um, my Uncle Dennis. Okay. And um, actually, no, my Aunt Nora played. So Did you get hurt? No, I didn't get hurt. I stretched. I've been stretching a lot. I've been doing a lot of... I've been doing bedtime yoga with Adrian. Care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> this is YouTube video I found because I had trouble sleeping. And then they're like, if you do this bedtime yoga. So I searched bedtime yoga. And then there's this gal, Adrian, on the YouTube who... Uh, you sound like a this on the youtubes well you know what (laughs) what works works okay so i've been sleeping better great thank you adrian great all right shout out to adrian (laughs) jeez how do we even get on that topic oh because i stretch before the turkey i've also been stretching stretching before the turkey ball good been drinking my water uh, you Bi- have been drinking a lot more yeah bill came into town and uh bill is in town right now and he said I just heard his alarm clock. <laughs> it's 11 a.m. <laughs> he said to me, um, uh, what did he say? He You're said, stretching? Did he make a comment? No, he said, um, dude, you're, you're looking a lot better. You were looking like a little... Sickly. Sickly. <laughs> yeah, it's good for you to not be on the road. So... I know. You look, Colleen, you're not the only one. I was talking to another friend of mine. I hadn't seen her in a while and I was dropping off. I was helping her do something. She's like, you're looking gaunt. And I was like, what? Gaunt? I like the The pause. Gaunt? (laughs) What? What? And she claimed that she was trying to say a different word. Like at first she said, um, uh, I forget. Like a shell of a man? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the road uh, may have aged me a little bit, but I'm fighting it back. But you're drinking water now. Drinking water. I'm getting regular sleep. I'm not on the road, which is honestly, it's good. It's good. I'm off. Are the you road cutting for down your bit. screen time? Um, all right. Enough. Mom. Okay. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I kidding. Got a new, I got a new eye cream last night. I'll give it some to you. Yeah. Thanks. Anyways, I'm just <laughs> trying not to die before 45. From Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. You know. um, anywho. Anyways, Ian. Let's get back to Ian. I don't even know. Colleen, every time we do this, I'm like, you know, we're going to have a really succinct, succinct conversation. And then I wrote down everything super. You did a great job. You did. Anyways, uh, Ian is going to be at the Milwaukee Improv December 8th, 9th and 10th. And if you use the code Cripes at Improv.com slash Milwaukee or go to IanBag.com slash tour and click on the link there. Uh, you um, are going to go to the Milwaukee Improv website. You're going to use the code CRIPES and free tickets for all showtimes are going to pop up and you're going to be able to get some of them suckers, right? Yep. That how it works. You can use the code to get some free tickets, free tickets to the show. 
It's going to be slicker than snot on a sturgeon, as they say. And we want to just give a huge shout out to our assistant editor, Hannah Milos. Yep. Who is um, hooking up those deals for us? She's hooking up the deals. And she's editing the she's podcast. She's editing the pod. She's doing an amazing job. I saw her last weekend because I jumped on Pete Lee's show. Yep. And uh, I said, "Hey there, how you doing?" She said, "Hey," <laughs> and uh, it was pretty cool. So shout out Anna. Thank shout you out Anna. for she's all the hard work. Making my life a lot easier. So yeah, she's great. And that's that's what we all work for here to at, make my life easier. yeah crepes and gets to make yeah so use code crepes at milwaukee or improv.com slash milwaukee and get free tickets to ian's shows in december in december all right so that's all the chit chat for now uh let's uh chit chat with ian i like your background is that are you somewhere back there uh yeah i'm uh over top of my left shoulder you can see the kid with all the attitude next to the captain that's me <laughs> were you a good hockey player i was not too bad um you know i, I played a lot um i still play every once in a while but my a couple of my buddies went on and played in the nhl so i was kind of a donkey ah. and, and uh um i actually do a podcast with a guy i grew up with so about hockey he played yeah in yeah yeah that's um is is hockey like yeah i mean in the midwest it's big in canada it's significantly bigger is this the kind of sport that like uh everybody can kind of play there it's pretty much anybody can play you don't need a ton of money to play or you is know, this it, it's weird like so when i when i was a kid the poor kids played hockey and the rich kids skied okay so yeah so but, but you did need money not like you do now like you knew you know like sticks are 400 bucks i for, yeah for like an eight-year-old yeah so yeah it's insane uh, no. my dad i remember my dad bought me a case of sticks for maybe 20 bucks and i had to break all those before I could get a new stick and I remember breaking like being out the back just trying to break, you know <laughs> and I still couldn't break all of them so yeah, yeah. it's funny I think uh, at some point like it was the ice time uh here that's what got expensive but and it's, uh, and it's probably like seven in the morning before you go to school right yeah right right I think a lot of times it's the parents I'm not getting up to take you anymore did you sure. play um did you play a lot of pond ho hockey uh we'd go on the river did you uh, I play on a lake. Yeah, I, that's kind of the only time I played on this uh, big Lake Winnebago, kind of oh. a shallow lake. You know, you know, uh -huh. Lake Winnebago. I've heard of it a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm guessing that's where the uh, the motorhome comes from. Uh, I think the motorhome. So Winnebago is also a tri. The name of um, uh, tribe, uh, native tribe in the U.S. So I, I don't. They weren't know known they, for. They weren't known for their motorhomes. No, time. they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> if we go to the etymology of this, I'm not sure. It's probably some sort of uh, cultural appropriation. If we uh, dig down deep enough into it, but you know, that's, uh, that's how that. I goes. love it. Congratulations on all your success, bud. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Right back at you. You know what I really like about you? Your crowd work, obviously. I, I try to do as much crowd work as I can, but I always look at yours. I'm like, man, that, that that's great. You know, what? Oh, what thanks, is man. what sort of uh, your secret to uh, doing like that kind of crowd work? Do you put yourself in a specific mindset or do you just not think about it at all? I uh, I really kind of black out when I go on stage. So if I try <laughs> to describe it, I I will send myself into a, a complete uh, abyss. But um, 
I try to treat it like I'm hanging with friends, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're hanging with friends, you're going to, you're kind of have a conversation. You're not going to have a speech. Nobody's going to, you know, you're not going to have many friends if you have the speech. So yeah, right. Uh, I try to, I try to turn it into a conversation is what I do. And then uh, it, it always seems to spin someplace else, just no matter what. So, uh, and I try not to have the answer prepared. Uh, right. You know, sometimes you, sometimes it's something, there's something that you had that you got it, you got to do right. Uh, but for the most part, I try to make sure that I'm not just doing the greatest hits. I'm just having a, a normal conversation with them. I find if you have a conversation with them, it's going to be interesting, no matter right. what. It might not be like blow up, but it's going to be interesting. Whereas if you just if it's you're just fishing, it's going to get boring pretty quick. Yeah, so, yeah, because then you kind of put yourself in that mental space of like, I mean, I, I've done enough of them i'm sure you have too where you get certain canned answers or certain answers that a lot oh. of people have and you can well, come you up can't, with if something's said and you you have you have a fastball that's yeah. uh, why would you not throw it like right. i hear while well, you came out you, you you've said that before yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you just can't i'm just not gonna leave it on the side of the road like a hitchhiker it's in my car now so, <laughs> so, right but, but and you also do that in conversation too you know you, right. you we've got our tried and trues in conversation yeah. do you have an improv um a uh background a big improv background mm, a little bit uh i i did comedy sports uh i took classes in in uh, vancouver when i started out and kind of got the basics and, and i was with all the people that started out with Ryan Styles and stuff like that. But um, I started at a club called the Punchlines in Vancouver. And before the middle act, which was, was the, what they called the feature act, mm -hmm. there was a uh, an improv group that would go on. Mm -hmm. So I would watch them every time and learn from them, like how they were doing things. And, and weirdly enough, I kind of would watch it and go, uh, and they're just they're actually not making that up like so much and i'd get annoyed that they weren't making it up so much um, oh so you saw them thing. enough to know that it wasn't yeah. all improv so so i want to do that but also when you emceed in 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 uh, canada you had you were told you had to ask a couple questions and that was who's never been here before uh who's celebrating something who's from out of town so you kind of are you start with a little bit of crowd work yeah right yeah yeah. so you, you you're you're kind of getting the basics and and i don't know for whatever reason it just clicked with me and it just kind of grew into this beast so, yeah yeah it, that uh, is funny you get your those so those are the basic questions what's kind of your favorite uh crowd work uh question uh um, now i want to know how people met you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if they're married, dating, just friends. Like, well, why are you, why are you around this person? I want right. to know that, and and then you find things out. Like, it's the how did how did you how did you guys how did you guys become friends? How did you meet? And yeah. then it goes from there. So yeah. it's the initial it's the initial footprint into the snow, and then you don't know how big it's going to be when you pull it out, right? Right. A hundred percent. Which get... is a Midwest guy. I'll get that, you know? Like, you yeah. Know, you can't say that to somebody in Florida. What do you mean the footprint's bigger? <laughs> I know. That is a good analogy. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, sort of similarities between the Midwest and Canada, uh, I think. Or I get 
told by a lot of people in Canada, like, oh, we relate a lot uh, to this. And of course, I'm painting Canada, this monstrous country is sort of just like probably the section above the Midwest. But would you say <laughs> in your touring and whatnot in the Midwest, would you say that the, those similarities are accurate between the Midwest and Canada? I think, um, well, weirdly enough, uh, I look at it as a funnel. So it starts in the Midwest and then it just becomes all of Canada. Um, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, you guys know what it's like to want to stay outside. Yeah. Right. So when, when you get offered a date in June and you haven't been to the place before and you might struggle for tickets, you say no, because you know people are going to not want to go into a comedy club when it's just starting to get warm. Right. They want to sit outside. Just sit outside. They just want to enjoy, you know, being outside and seeing the sun. Um, but So I'll try to go for uh, fall dates or spring dates where before it gets real nice. Uh, yeah. And, the, and being the Midwest Canadians, the Midwest Canadian Midwest. And the Canadians, uh, they look forward to winter. You know, you know when it's Christmas. Yeah. Like in Florida, if they don't put up the decorations, nobody knows that it's not August. Nobody knows it's not. You know, it's all the same. Yeah. So, I, and I think I think we we as a people know it's not infinite. Time is ticking. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've I've said this before, and I uh, depending on where I do it. I get a lot of blank stares, but like it's the seasons that remind you that you're going to die soon because you experience death every year. It's like yeah. winter comes and you're going through that morning of, oh, this is just going to yeah. suck for months. Yeah, li living in Los Angeles, I, I I didn't realize I was aging until I'd go home and see my friends. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. And then it's like that that thing in Hook, you know, you ever see Hook, yeah. you know, where he pulls the face back like, there you are, Peter. You know, you have no idea. <laughs> Time passes and you yeah. could be in L.A. For, for two weeks. You think it's two weeks, but it's been 10 years because time Absolutely. just burns by there without Absolutely. the seasons. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, when, when you, uh, come back to, uh, Canada, uh, like do do people sort of treat you different? Cause you kind of moved out. You're, you're an LA really guy funny. now. That's really funny. They do, uh, especially the comedians for the longest time. I was just kind of shunned. Yeah. Oh, you think you're better than that? Is it? They explicitly say yeah. it there or oh, do they, they say just, it in? They would treat me like shit. <laughs> really? Like yeah, I'm like, hey guys, I'm doing really well. You're nothing. You're never funny here. You're not funny there. You know what I mean? Uh, which I think is a Midwest thing too, right? It's just like, oh, I think you have to go in someplace else. Yeah. Oh, you think you're better than us, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, those 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 boots are pretty shiny. Looks like yeah. they've never been outside, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah you just... Why is there no oil on them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and go. I'm sure it's like, yeah, you see this in movies a little so often, but it's real. When you experience for real, when you come home and you go to the bar and everybody knows you've been gone, they're just looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you're dressed just a little bit different now. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, you're not that, you're not that kid that was here. 
I and know. They, and they try to take it down in weird ways. You're like, hey, man, that was a stab. I can, I can yeah. That. Yeah. It's it's like the nice, the sort of the passive aggressive sort of mid Midwest mean or Canadian mean. What does that look like? Like, how how do they kind of do that? Uh, uh you, yeah, you put up a picture. I oh, you look, you look good. Still at one eighty. <laughs> like, like you're fatty too. <laughs> they just they, they tease you about it. You know things, things that uh are are probably more they more they're struggling with than you are. You know, yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, return to sender moments, you know, mm -hmm. whatever they're putting on you, sort of a projection of some sort. Huh? But weirdly, you get by that. You do get by that. You have to you have to trudge through that that grossness. And then you're and then if you if you if you can if you have the mentality to survive that, they're fine when you get on the other side. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But know? it's that initial. Oh, you think you're someone now. OK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we'll mm -hmm. see you back here in about a year. I guarantee you that. Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. Then you buy them a drink, and they're they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easy to get on their good side. Yeah, you know, it's he like had money to buy his drinks. He's fantastic. <laughs> I go to my hometown uh, every year now. I'm not. I haven't done it since COVID, but for for the longest time, I I did never go to my hometown to do shows. I wouldn't go there. Why and not? Like, I, I just I didn't feel right making money off the people I grew up with. Uh, right. And very then I Canadian of you. <laughs> and then I was able to switch it with I would do a fundraiser and I'd bring uh, a couple friends. They'd see my hometown and then we would do a big show at, at the theater and at the big theater. And then uh, all the money would go to uh, families fighting cancer. Right. Yeah. So. And it started with a friend of mine, Shannon Butler, who had brain cancer and she was going through it horribly. And and we did a fundraiser for her and it just kept going. So, yeah, that was, and I think it was it was kind of was kind of kind of really changed everything after that with the people in my town. So. Ah, ah, so they, so they started to uh maybe uh appreciate you in a different way, seeing the new light from that. Or I what think, was yeah, that? I think they were they were, you know. He still wants to be one of us, like yeah. kind of, you know. What I mean, like I still call it my hometown. I still call it where I'm from. I still call it, you know. I put Terrace up as much as I put Long Beach up. So yeah, uh, you know. So um, yeah. What the weird? I I I know this is different for you. So I grew up in Terrace, British Columbia, which is up near Alaska. Yeah, and then I had to move to Vancouver to start, and then I left Vancouver. Now, do we look at Vancouver the same way as I'm treated in Terrace? No, they still think I'm a piece of shit. Those guys, they're still there. Like, <laughs> oh, you think you're, you think you're so good, you can move on to 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 Los Angeles? You, why do you get to go to America and we don't? Right? So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a huge difference between the Midwest and Canada. Is you guys can go to another town pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a drive. It's five hours for a drive. So you know. Yeah, you've got it, it. It is, and I would imagine even going to Vancouver was e even that. Like, oh, you think you can go to Vancouver now? Big. It'd be like uh, me going to Chicago or something from Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think when I went to Vancouver, it's just like you, you, you. So it's it's eighteen hours away from where I grew up, like driving. Holy oh. smokes! Yeah, okay, that's yeah. way that is way uh, longer. I don't think 
even I am grasping the immensity of Canada, even though I kind of started right. this by saying that 18 hour drive whole, yeah. and you, did you drive it? When I left, I flew. I, I, I just, I just, I worked in a gold mine. So I was working in a gold mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Back at home. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we gotta, we gotta get the childhood story up to the gold mine. So what, what was it like growing up there? What's the town like? The town, so the town is Terrace, British Columbia. It is a logging mining village. Uh, it's ten thousand people, but there's it's that's that's the hub for the little towns around us, which are at least two hours away. So you get out of town, and there's nothing for for another forty five minutes, and there's a like a light bulb, and then you go for another forty five <laughs> minutes, and then something kind of thing. So we grew up there, and I loved it. I you know we you grew up uh, out, outside. Uh, uh, my dad would take me fishing. I was horrible at fishing. I'd bonk him on the head with a with a with a weight every so often, and now I wonder why he's got Alzheimer's. Probably my fault. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, you know, and he'd take it out, and you know, hard work. We had the uh, the woods, the, the wood uh, fireplace that uh, heated half the house. So we'd go out and just chop down trees and hang out in the in the woods and and played hockey on the weekends and um we didn't go away though. Like, so I was probably, I lie. So we didn't go away in Canada. My mom is Australian. Oh, so we would get every so often we get on a plane and fly 18 hours on a plane to Sydney to see her family for three or four months, you know? Wow. So, um, and, uh, so I was kind of diverse by that. So I would go see this huge city an amazing place. And then they'd take me back to this village and I'm like, Oh, there's more, there's more that I got to get out and, and see. Um, so, uh, it, it was, it was weird. And my dad's a small town kid and my, uh, mom is from Sydney originally and traveled the world and met him somehow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll borrow your move here. How the hell did they meet? So I've asked this question a couple of times and, uh, I can't tell if my mom's a gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> she says that uh, she was working with somebody and said oh you're going to work in that town i have a cousin that lives there just call them up and they'll have you over for dinner like this is this is a different time by the way and still kind of midwestern still kind of canadian where you, hey so and so said me to call you up and i can come over and have dinner oh come on over and have dinner right yeah. now you'd get murdered doing that yeah right <laughs> um so she went over and, and had dinner at my grandparents' place when my dad was still living at home and met my dad at dinner. Oh, and, wow. And wow. I've talked to my dad, and he does not have the gift of the gab, so I have no idea, idea how he wheeled her. <laughs> so I don't know if she needed a green card for Canada or what was going on up there, but uh, that's how they met. And then my mom and him moved to – so that, that town that she they were in, is Trail British Columbia, which is just across the border. And when I talk about just across the border, I'm talking like 16 miles from Spokane, Washington. Okay. So, okay. Uh, and they ended up, my dad got a job uh, as a mechanic uh, up in the north, and that's how they ended up in the north. And then they ended up loving it and would not move away from there. So. And so, and then you come into the family, how many siblings you got? I have a sister. I have Jocelyn, who is a beloved one. She's yeah. a, a teacher. And, oh, uh, still she at has, home? 
Yeah. She, oh, actually, actually, she moved back to take care of them. So she takes care of my parents. She's, she's like, as I say, she's the beloved yeah. one. So, she did yeah. it right. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. did it right and just throws up fingers. <laughs> I get the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, kidding, so, but also um, true. Kidding, but also true. And I just always tell her I, I prefer my parents. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the house. <laughs> so uh yeah, so we, we grew up there and uh, my dad was a heavy duty mechanic, worked for the Department of Highways. Uh nice. and my mom was a nurse and worked at the hospital and then worked in an office uh for a doctor. So and then uh you are kind of you're coming up there. What what was were you like working at a young age, that kind of a thing? Yeah, you got a job at 15, 14, 15. What probably was your first job. Uh, my first job was, I, I had a couple of them. I worked at a, uh, a bottle depot, a bottle um, depot. Nice. Yeah. So you'd return your bottles there. And, oh yeah. And, uh, I remember I was making $3 and 25 cents an hour and rolling in it. Yeah. And I, I, I that time I was just like, <laughs> uh, but I, I would work with special needs kids. And, and we, they, the money would all go to them. Right. So, so nice. they paid for, for their, their school and all this stuff, right. That's, but they would, uh, you would work with them and they were so much fun, but they would, they would get me every so often. That was a, a summer job and um, ladies would deliver their bottles back. Right. So they'd come back with cases of beer and they wouldn't be wearing much. And I just remember one kid was working. You couldn't see him. He's at the back and he goes, nice tits. <laughs> Right. And it's just me standing there and the lady looking at me. I'm like, uh, that wasn't me. Oh, yeah. Please blame it on. There's nobody else here. <laughs> so that was one of my first jobs. I, uh, one of my year round jobs was I worked at the ice rink because I was uh, I was a hockey kid. I worked at the ice rink. I was uh, a rink rat. So that that was my the fun job that I had. Well, uh, did you ride the Zamboni? What, what Every was so often, I get to drive the Zamboni, but you'd mostly work at uh, at, at uh, open skates. You can control uh -huh. that and stuff like that, and you just skate around, and it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And if there was hockey tournaments, you would just be cleaning up around the place and stuff like that. So nice. And yeah. how how did you end up in the gold mine? So uh, when I was I graduated at seventeen. Um, uh, my grandmother in Australia got sick. We went as a family because she, she was very sick and, uh, uh, passed away. So we went over there and I ended up staying in Australia for a year and just kind of cruised around. And if you want a real funny story, uh, my uncle, this is, this is a, I don't think I've ever told the story. Uh, my uncle was a accountant, like a big, big accountant. And one of his accounts was this place called Durkin's Amusements. And they were a carnival, but they ran, they ran the big shows in Australia, like the big, uh, the Melbourne fair, the, uh, Sydney carnival, like they, they were all, you know, those things that just happened for a couple months. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, for a couple yeah. weeks, you know, yeah. so they, yeah, we got them here too. Right. Yeah. They yeah. And, and, around. They, and they, they're, they would have like a set Ferris wheel, like, you know, that they would have to rebuild, but it was these two poles would be around all year. And then they'd put a Ferris wheel on it. Well, my uncle goes, well, if you're staying here, you got to get a job and I want you to see Australia. There's five, there's five big, <laughs> there's five big fairs. You're going to go work at them. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I get there. Guess who was a carny for a month? <laughs> so they, here's, here's why you never go on carnival rides. 
My first day in, they're like, we're building the Ferris wheel. Get up there. So I'm hanging off. I'm not great with heights. I'm hanging off this thing and I'm putting together like pipes they're putting and I have to tighten them up. I'm like, my dad would yell at me that I never tighten anything up tight enough in my life. <laughs> and they're trusting me with people's lives. So yeah, so I did that. I just kind of, and I got to see uh, the big cities while, while I was there for, for a couple of weeks. But I'm hanging with some interesting people, like real interesting people. All right, excuse the interruption, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to give a big thanks to our sponsors, Jolly Good Soda, one of the greatest gifts to the world from Wisconsin. It is Jolly Good Soda. It is made right here in the great state. Jolly Old St. Nicholas song parody, Calhoun wrote. I can't wait to read this. Yeah, you read it. Okay, so I wrote it for you to sing. Oh, jolly. jolly good soda can. What more can I say? What more? Nothing better than your pop each and every day. Or soda. Christmas Eve is coming soon. Now you dear old can. And then you came in and said, let's go do ad reads. So I lost. Let's go do ad reads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. And you can get all your Jolly Good Soda at JollyGoodSoda.com. That was really good, Colleen. Thank you. You should be a writer. Also, folks, I'm just kidding. You can't you read my, God, you, her eyes are in the stratosphere. Her, you can't hear my eye roll. Yeah, you better protect your eyes. They're about to get hit by a reindeer. They're so high up there. Yeah, you I get it? Okay, no, God, don't cross your eyes, Colleen, please. I can do okay, one forward. It's, okay, Colleen, stop. They're going to stick like that. They're going to stick like that. And, folks, I also want to thank um, Duluth Trading Company. Duluth Trading Company has so many amazing winter gear things. Uh, that, uh, you know, just keeping us warm. I went to the Packers game the other day. Did I mention this on the last podcast? I can't remember. I, I, went I don't to, think you did. I went to my buddy Leroy Butler. He got inducted. Uh, nice flex, Charlie. Nice low-key flex that he's just your buddy. <laughs> no, he drop. is. And we're getting him back on the podcast, by the way. I was we talking should. to him about that. Um, but he was getting his uh, Hall of Fame ring, and he invited me to the game, and I thought I was sitting outside, so I went with my cousin Tom, and we both thought we were sitting outside because I told him we were sitting outside. We get up to the door and he's like where are the seats i'm like hang on let me pull up the tickets because i clearly haven't looked before you know i just assumed we were sitting outside we're <laughs> in his suite and we're dressed for everest so we're sitting inside and we're dressed for like the worst lambo conditions and tommy was you know i was like what you know well you layered up so price is just, right because then you could just layer down yeah so we had to layer a lot of down but luckily underneath all that, you had Duluth. I did. I had Duluth in every layer, baby, and it all worked out good. So DuluthTrading.com. Anyway, folks, I also want to say, hey, um, we got a lot of great merch deals going on at mandwalkman.com or cripescast.com. Same merch. You can get it either way you go. Um, and we've got uh, just uh, th- these great watch out for reindeer shirts, uh, this Ope Christmas tree, mm-hmm. good ugly sweaters stuff, Ope beanies and... Keep her moving, beanies. Watch out for deer. It's a lot of great stuff. It's made in the USA. Um, and uh, yeah, great now, present material. If you miss the opportunity to do Cyber Monday deals or Giving Tuesday, um, no worries. We still have it available. You can go to, like what Charlie just said, mantalkman.com or cripescast.com and go get uh, some midwest merch you missed your chance to get a discount but you can tell the person that you paid full price and i think that shows how much you love them if you go i no coupon or no oh Nothing. yeah no i just i really like the guy you know yeah yeah and i and he makes all his stuff in the u.s so it's a little bit more expensive but you know 
I did that just for you. Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly. So yeah, go to mantowalkman.com or crabscast.com. Feel free to get some uh, Midwest gifts for the holiday season in order now so that you don't have to wait and you're not showing up empty handed on Christmas or whatever. And they're like, yeah, sure you ordered it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I do that every year. Yeah. And uh, folks, I also want to say you, you can also just buy someone a subscription to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> CharlieBarons.com slash Patreon. Patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. That's it. There Anyways, let's get back to the podcast. Seriously, yeah. So Canadian becomes Australian carny. I mean, this yes. is like, this is a, a made-for-TV movie right here. Absolutely. It's a little bit like Bubble Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the weirdest thing you saw uh, at, at this at these Australian carnivals? I'd, I'd have to imagine. I'm doing heroin. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it, the first time on his heroin. break? On his break, no. It was still working. It was like, oh, okay. oh, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, uh they were just, you know what? I, I didn't see much weird. They were just, they were real interesting people. Like they, they were, you know, this group of hardworking people. And I, did, I remember one guy had this giant red beard, and another guy was a little grumpy guy. And then there was these young guys. Those are the guys I seen knew that. But uh, they're like, oh, you're not from here. You're supposed to see things. So they took me out and introduced me to like, they took me, they, they'd take me to where we're taking you to the casino in Melbourne. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then, it was, and then the next day they, we'd go work and they'll go, we're going to go see, you're going to go, we're going to take you down to see this great park. And we'd go down and see the great park. And meanwhile, the guys would be buying heroin over here, but you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> but they were, you know, they, they got me out and, and showed me things and would just, uh, just, uh, just, they, they, they were, they had, you know, my through line in my life is everybody I've been around a great sense of humor. Yeah. They were yeah. Funny people like so funny. And I just like, I was not the funniest one there. I was just laughing the whole time and taking it in. So is that where you kind of like think you got a lot of your chops from was, was the carnival or was it Canada? No, or? I just, I think it was just another, you know, another way of being out as we talked about being able to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that aren't really in your realm like right. the one one of the big things about being able to do crowd work is to be able to talk to somebody without talking down to them right right so it gives you that opportunity the more you've done to be able to talk with different types of people and not make them feel like you know not let them get their hair up on their back on their neck or whatever you call it and and realize that you're just one of them you're not there to when you're teasing them, you're not just hanging them out to dry. Right. Right. You got their back. Yeah. Even if you, even if you get a good zinger in on them, you're going to make yeah. them feel like they won this. They're going to the laugh. They're going to enjoy it. Right. So, cause there's, that makes me cringe when I see a, when I see a video and I'm just like, ah, oh, don't destroy the person Like people they've come to, you know, like you can, you can get a joke and still be one of them. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that even if, uh, it even makes me cringe when I, you know, I see hecklers or something and destroying a heckler. Now a heckler to a degree can deserve it based on the situation, but I feel like most of them just want to be heard to a right. certain degree. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever post a heckler video. I don't know if, you know, I, I would yeah. like crowd, crowd work is just writing in, in the moment. Right. Right. A heckler, you know, 
most of the time when we're dealing with a heckler, we do try to destroy them. Yeah. Right? And yeah. we don't know why they've heckled. And, yeah. you know, I don't think we need to relive that for them or for us. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I know you're the same way. We go on stage to let people escape for an hour and to make them feel good. We don't go on stage to make people, you know, there's very few comedians that go on stage and make people feel bad about themselves. Right. So a heckler for the most part is not having fun and they don't want anybody else to have fun. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's like different kinds of hecklers. Like I, depending on how you're going to define heckling, just people screaming something out. And when you do crowd work, you kind of invite that a lot right. to a degree. And I think if it, if the intention is fine, then you know you kind of that's just another crowd i don't work know i don't know if that's heckling or or i want to be part of the conversation yeah right yeah, you know you've started a conversation heckling, heckling to me is when they're telling you you're not funny mm. you're, you're and, and you're like no man no i really am heckling i i'm I really am heckling. <laughs> I, really am, I really am funny like i've been able to take this group of people and make them make them have fun i realize you don't get it but I don't think you think there's a comic that gets a hundred percent of the crowd ever. Yeah, no, no. So, but I think that's in everything. But for some reason, some people think that they have to let you know they're not having fun instead of just leaving. Right. I I use that old Motley Crue line: "Girl, don't go away, mad girl, just go away." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line to pull out for a heckler too. In, yeah. in, in the the uh, poetic words of the great Vince Neil, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so all right, so you're doing the Carney stuff. Where, where does this whole gold mine? Is it in Australia? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry yeah. Sorry, well, I, I'm I'm a little bit like that. I do spin off. So I end up staying another. I do the uh, just. I think uh, I think it was about two months worth of the Carney stuff and. That, that comes to an end because it's you you're just doing the royal shows as they're called and uh and then i just hang out and i have uh, enough money that i do, don't have to work um I, I i base myself out of sydney go or go around and see so now i go back to to canada after a year and i'm like i'm gonna figure out what i want to do but i'm like i also want to be a comedian yeah but this is this is you know mid 90s so at that point information you information wasn't at your fingertips mm -hmm. if you wanted to you know do something you had to um do it you didn't you didn't just figure it out from the internet and and all all the roads were paved so where i grew up nobody you know, like entertainment was so far away you know it was nobody had ever done it so uh, I was like, well, I got to get to Vancouver. That's that's the first thing I figure. Um, I need money. So I apply for a bunch of jobs. And I, one of them that I get is I get a job for Titan Explosives. And Titan an, Explosives. That's yeah. the coolest. Uh, uh, who do you work for? I work for Titan Explosives. You know, that's a well, thing to say at the bar. Their competition was Acme. So oh. that would have been <laughs> Me. They would have been way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Just a coyote on the side of their door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, they, I was like, okay, and they're, they're hiring and, and 
they say we you can start at the bottom and then they tell me the money at that point was twenty one dollars an hour at, oh, at that shit. point. Right. So it's I'm just like what? And I end up I start at the bottom and it's carrying uh sticks of dynamite, like cases of dynamite from the magazine and loading the trucks. That's all you do. And I'm just like and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And it, you can smell the nitroglycerin and it's bleeding <laughs> nitroglycerin. And, and I can see it all. And I was like, oh, because oh, you've seen the movies it's like, oh, it's sweating. I, I can't drop it. And they, they let me believe that for a couple hours. And they go, oh, no, it's really it's really you're safe. And they're throwing it around. And I'm like, OK. And uh, uh, the smell of the nitroglycerin gives you a headache. And every so often I get lightheaded and just, you know, just it was very interesting. And then you and then you pack the. um in a different truck, you pack the uh, the, the the caps that explode the, the nitroglycerin to make the big boom. And that's my first job with them. And then they go, would you like to learn how to drive the truck? And I'm like, sure. So I learned how to drive the truck. And then they gave me my explosives, uh, a course on driving explosives through a town. You know, <laughs> and so, and I just went from there. So now I'm delivering explosives around <laughs> Northern British Columbia. Yeah. I'm, dri I'm driving explosives around and then they go well we have a job that's come up in a gold mine um an hour and a half from here you'd live in camp and you, you would help the you would be the assistant to the explosives engineer and i'm like wow it's fun i'm like and i'm i'm 19 years old i'm like yeah, that sounds fun. Nothing about death reads through that, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I end up in this uh, mining camp uh, two hours away from home, and it's you go through Hyder, Alaska to get it, to get to it. Have you ever heard of Hyder, Alaska? No. So it's the only unmanned uh, border guard in um, in America. So because it crosses over into Canada, but there's nowhere to go. Like there's a town, and then there's nothing. So you can't get anywhere in America. So they didn't have a border guard there forever. Now there's a mailbox where you put a piece of paper in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you'd go through there and then you'd go back out and into Canada up onto glaciers and there was mines up there. And I worked, uh, I worked at this mine and I was, uh, I was making ANFO and emulsion, which is explosives. I, I would, they would give me the, uh, the directions and I would, you know, measure everything out and build, build it all. And then I'd take it and all the holes would be drilled and I would put a certain amount in and, and like in like 40 holes. And then I'd have to put uh, caps into there and then we tie it all together and blow it up. And basically I was the guy's lackey, but I loved it. I loved it. Like it's <laughs> the best job ever. Like if I did not do this, that's what I'd want to do is you're just out. You're out on a on a on a glacier, you know. You're out in in the middle of the woods. You got a four by four pickup truck that you can yeah. run all over the place, and then you tie it all together, and then you blow it up. You know I mean? <laughs> and the guy that I worked with wasn't great. Every so often, he'd go, "Get under the truck. I think I put too much in." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and then every so often we'd be late, and they'd make the the truck drivers that drove the big trucks uh, help us out they'd be smoking and i go hey guys we're working with we're working with explosives <laughs> don't smoke here like you know so uh uh it, it was just it was so much fun and i was making stupid money i think i was like making 30 dollars an hour in 1993 holy smokes so, yeah so i made all this money and then i'm like okay i need i need to figure out 
I need to either be that guy that knows all the information for blowing this up or I need to become a comedian. Right. So I'm just like, that was literally the choice in your head. Cause you've had the com comedic aspirations for a while yes. at this point. I've been able to make everybody, people laugh since I was a kid. Like I've always, you know, I've always been in no problem. Like just, you know, just making people laugh. It's funny guy on the hockey team, blah, blah, blah. Keep everybody entertained on the bus, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, you know, how do you do that? Right. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really a pipe dream is what it is. But I'm like, I got to try or I got to, or I got to go the other way. Right. Right. So I moved to, uh, I come, no, I come home from, from the mine one day and I say, I've quit. And my dad's like, you quit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I said, uh, tomorrow morning I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Vancouver and I'm going to become a comedian. My dad's oh like, God. And my dad's like, all right. That's all they said. That's all, all right. he said. That's all right. And he walked <laughs> off. And, and my mom said, "Well, you got to give it a shot." And my mom's kind of like a dreamer, a gypsy. She's like, "You got to give it a shot. If you don't, if you don't do it, you'll, you'll never know." So give it a shot. And I'm like, "Yep, I'm going to do it." So uh, my buddy Trent was moving down at the same time, and he he had an apartment. He said, "Yeah, we'll we'll live together." So I I and I got on the plane, went down there, and we uh, we went and lived in an apartment for. Uh, three months. I, I didn't do stand up. I just partied my face off with all this money, <laughs> all the gold <laughs> money. Yeah, the gold money. This party, and I was just like, I was in Vancouver. I just like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, this is fun. Just being stupid, going and seeing bands, blah blah blah. Uh, and then uh, I think it took about a year, and I was just like, well, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it. So I went and watched a, a comedy show and asked a question. I said, uh, we have a, a an amateur contest um that's going on come back come down and do it next week so instantly i'm like oh, i guess it's happening so i sign up for it and uh i i go to the amateur contest and uh i have written all my jokes about my name on my hand <laughs> and uh i get up there and i look down and i'm so nervous i sweat them off <laughs> so i just like made a couple things up and then i did uh impressions of fish with my hands i'm like here's a chinook <laughs> people are like this is stupid but they're having fun we had fun and did a little bit of crowd work weirdly enough on my first time ever did a little bit of hey what's your favorite fish kind of thing yeah 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 um and uh and i didn't win the contest so i was like okay well i gave it a shot i shot my shot didn't work out time to go to school become an engineer as i'm walking out like the manager of the club says hey you're real funny uh, we go back to normal open mics next week. Just come back and and we'll see you then. Had he not said that to me, I thought I blew my shot. I thought I you had to do the contest, and that's if you won, you were in show business. If not, go home. Right. So, thank God he said that to me. If he hadn't said that to me, I would not be where I am today. And I start. That's how I started. And boom, uh, I started on amateur night at that that little club, the Punchline, and. Uh, within a year I was kind of doing middle spots and feature spots and I would jump into guys cars and say hey I know you're driving to a gig because there's outside gigs and it was like two hours away I'm like if I drive your car for you can I do a guest spot of five minutes and I'm like yeah so I would I, they would let me go to these places because I was just this hustling yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, and I would get stage time and it just kind of built and built and built and then 
uh, one guy was driving down to Los Angeles and I was like, if I drive your car, can I come with you? Like, I'll drive, you have to drive. He's like, yeah. So I ended up doing a Los Angeles trip within my first nine months of doing comedy. Oh, wow. Um, and seeing what was going on and everything was so far away. Went on in San Francisco and bombed my ass off because, I, you know, I'd been doing comedy for nine months. I yeah. remember I followed Tom, um, who's uh, Tom Rhodes. Oh, yeah. So I. I, I oh, you followed him on I stage? followed him on oh, stage. Uh, uh, and he was he was at his maximum point that he was at. Like he was beautiful in his hair and he was just getting his TV show and he was like, rocking the world. And I just went on, <laughs> you know, nine months in. And I just like, oh, I got a lot of work to do. So then I go back yeah. to Canada and I just started working on it. And um, I I uh, followed that same guy out two years later. I followed him out to uh, Montreal, to the Montreal Comedy Festival and was like sleeping. in Because they were all, you know, the greatest time is when you start out because people are, you know, kind, we're, we're kind of just chasing the same dream and we're all kind of the same level. Yeah. And nobody's nobody's really beaten each other over the head yet. Right. Right. So right. and he, he was thrilled that he got the the comedy festival. He invited me and three other guys out. And I think maybe two of us took him up on it um, that, you know, um, yeah, we'll go there. I'll get some work in Ontario and then we'll go to Montreal and, and we'll stay at your hotel and we'll see the Montreal comedy Festival fantastic who knows we might get on it'll be fantastic right so just you know just just uh, uh enough enough innocence and enough drive right at the time literal drive yeah like yeah literal drive so <laughs> so i go there um um somehow he says to somebody oh ian's really funny you should see him like in the middle of the comedy festival this guy says ian's real funny you should see him well they put me on a show Oh my God. At the Montreal Comedy Festival. Holy smokes. Right? Yeah. So so I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Um, and I do well. It's the opposite. I've I've learned enough. It's not gonna be San Francisco again. Right, right, so right, right. I go on stage and it goes well. And there's some guy from New York City who says to me, You're really funny. If you're ever in New York, I'm gonna put you on stage. Here's my card. And I take it as move to New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, so the Montreal Comedy Festival ends. I'm like, it's happening. I have to go back to Vancouver. I'm living with a girl. She says to me, You got to come home now as soon as the Montreal Comedy Festival is ending. You got to come home now. I'm like, I got no money. I got to work a little bit to get back. She goes, No, you got to come <laughs> home now. So I hitchhike from Montreal to, to uh, Vancouver. Oh my God. Yes. And I two rides, two so, rides. <laughs> yeah, impressive enough, right? You keep saying more and more Canadian things as this thing goes on. You know, <laughs> two rides, two rides. Two rides. Was that murdered. straight up putting your thumb up? That's how you did it, or were you just, just meeting people? Oh yeah, yeah. You're driving, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I jump? Can I jump in? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Another one. We're gonna go through America and up through Seattle. Uh, we can drop you off at Seattle. I'm like, all right. So, boom. Right? Yeah. So as soon as I walk in the door, she breaks up with me. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't do it over the phone. That's exactly why I said, like, 
You could have told me this on the phone. Right? <laughs> you could have been in New York by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, she breaks up with me. Now I'm in Vancouver, and I'm like, oh, I got to make some money so I get some shows and 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 some, just a little bit of work here and there, and and uh, I get the shows, and I get offered a a, sh- a headline spot in Montreal at the comedy club called the Comedy Works, uh-huh. tiny little room, which is where I went on where the guy from New York scene. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a sign. Okay. So this is like Jan- January. Comedy, the comedy festival was in August. So six months, right? So I have $200 in my pocket plus a plane ticket to Montreal, right? So, and then I make $800 in Montreal. So now I'm up. I'm $1,000 Canadian. I'm like, <laughs> this is the money that's going to get me to New York. So I go and buy a train ticket new york after my weekend in montreal and uh i turned my a thousand dollars canadian into seven hundred dollars american <laughs> just like and, that just, just like by that. crossing the border just by crossing the border and i get on a train and i head to new york and i get stopped by immigration where are you going i'm going to new york what do you do i'm a writer it's gonna go right about new york all right have a good time so yeah. here we go on the train to new york pull into a Penn Station, and I'm like, see all the graffiti, see everything as we're coming in. I'm like, I have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I have no place to stay. I have, I'm like, I've made a complete mistake. And as I get off the train, there's a piece of paper on the ground that says youth hostel, $14 a night. So I pick it up. It's in Chelsea. I go knock on the door. Is a youth hostel? Yeah, it's a youth hostel, $14 a night. Yep, yep. So I end up staying at a youth hostel. I phone the guy that said, you come to New York, uh, I'll put you on stage. And little do I know, the number he's given me is this avails, right? Uh-huh. So I call it, and every time it goes to answer machine, I hang up. I hang up. Well, he happens to notice, and he I call, and he picks it up at one point and says, is this the person that keeps hanging up on my phone? I'm, <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it's it's Ian Bag. I'm in town, but I only have a certain amount of quarters, so I couldn't waste them on leaving a message, <laughs> right? And I go, I met you in Montreal. He goes, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, come on down. I'll put you on stage tomorrow night. So I go on stage tomorrow night, and it goes well enough. He goes, I think you're funny. I'm going to put you on every night while you're here. And I would go on four, maybe five times a night. He'd pay me $25 under the table like the club would. Yeah um cash and i was like i am living that is paying for my youth hostel <laughs> you know that's paying yeah. the 14 and i still got enough for pizza it's fantastic <laughs> you know I'm, I'm walking up and then i start and then as it grows i start taking people from the youth hostel so i start showing up with entourages <laughs> of pe- with people from different countries one night i'm bringing in all germans one night i'm <laughs> Japanese as was that they were they were like who is this guy yeah you're a but dream come true for a club right nobody nobody knew that I was living in a youth hostel I never told anybody I just show up with this group of people so, <laughs> so I'm there for two two maybe two and a half months and uh the guy's name was Lucian Hold it was the comic strip was the name of the club yeah and he says to me uh tonight there's gonna be a uh, uh um, an audition for Conan O'Brien and you are not on it. I'm like, okay. And he says, the reason I said that is because you're going to go on just before it. And what's going to happen is if they're late, you are going to kill the time for them to show up. But if they're on time, 
they're going to see you. So you're not auditioning for it, but you might get seen. I'm like, okay. Well, it sounds fun. I get another show, 25 bucks. Do I get yeah, 25 right. bucks? Okay, yeah. So, uh, so I, I, uh, I do the, uh, do that. And after the show, um, uh, the people from Frank and, and Paula would like to talk to you from Conan O'Brien. And they gave me the show. They said, we'd like you to be on the show. Wow. I was like, Oh, um, I'm completely illegal. I need work papers. And I said, oh. <laughs> and they said, we'll get them for you. Wow. Yeah. And that is how I ended up in America as a legal comedian. <laughs> the American dream. You heard it right there. And I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, um, so you, it, that's basically, that's your, would you say that's your big break right there? Getting on Conan? I don't know which one. I don't know which one is my big break. I don't know if the big break is going to Los Angeles with that with Craig Campbell on that trip and seeing how much work I had to put into it. Yeah. Like isn't I, that, is that interesting? That, yeah. that like a lot of people think the big break is the thing where you you get that Conan, you get that big name attached. Right. But maybe the big break is where you're like, dang, I I, I really see what I need to do to make this a reality. Right. right. Yeah. Because maybe maybe if maybe it's the verse verse, I go to Montreal, then to New York, but I don't realize the effort I have to put into it. So because when we get the opportunity we have to be able to, if that door opens a little bit, we have to be able to kick it all the way open. Yeah. And I don't know if guys, girls get that, you know, that learning experience to do that for when they get their opportunity. Right. So, so I right. don't know which one was my big break. I don't know if it's Montreal. I don't know if it's, if it's Los Angeles or if it's New York. I do knew, do know New York changed my life a hundred percent. Like I wasn't just a kid living in a youth hostel. Now I was a kid uh, with a with a with work papers, with an apartment, uh, with being able to work around the country, being able to you know, yeah, I was I was in. So and and so, how long do you stay in New York? Uh, when do you decide to head out to L.A.? I'm in New York for pro uh, in 2001. I we head out to L.A. I I go to L.A. because I was doing trips back and forth to los angeles and doing shows and stuff and i just like the weather doesn't change in this place it's yeah. always the same i kind of want to come here because i grew up in that snow shit <laughs> and, and it's really hot there in the summer and sweaty and stuff like that and i love new york but i want to try la and i just i say to the agency that i'm with in the management i say i would am I allowed to live in Los Angeles? And they said, you can live wherever you want. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to Los Angeles. Yeah. So, yeah. In August of 2001, I went to Los Angeles. So. And you liked but, it enough uh, to stay. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it was, yeah. It was, it's, I, I think we live in Long Beach now, my wife and I, and I love it here. Um, sure. It's expensive. Um, but I, I think, when you go to a good club, you pay a cover charge. So yeah, right. So and, and but I I also love going to Chicago. I love going to Milwaukee. I love going to Appleton. I, I absolutely adore Madison. Yeah. You know I mean? like, if I didn't, if I wasn't able to do the, that kind of thing where I go places for a week, I don't know would I still be in Los Angeles. Right, right. You get that right. sort of reality check. What do you like yeah. about playing uh, in those Midwest places you just mentioned? 
just just the, the the people are just funny just just you know oh, when you when you see somebody wearing a coat and a turtleneck you know they put an effort into getting there you know <laughs> it was it wasn't just a whim it was like we got to warm up the car for a bit and we're going to it yeah. so, you know <laughs> and and if you're playing the summer there and they come see you Oh yeah. They took time out of their beautiful time of year to come indoors to see you. They're there for you. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a, a real interesting thing. It's a it's a you know before it starts they're there for you to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So do you um I I kind of want to ask this since it's winter here and you are very familiar with the winter. What advice do you have for winter for Midwesterners being Canadian? Because uh, I feel I, like we know winter, but mm -hmm. you know winter even more than us. I, I will tell you my biggest advice I give people that live in cold areas, get a house in Florida for the for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Your best advice is get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 the best advice, I just love it. You know, layer up and love it. You know, if you don't, if you don't love it, you're just going to get stuck indoors, right? Yeah. So, but also take advantage of that. Oh my God. You, you get, you, you're given, you're given a snow slip, you know, for, for school. You don't have to go. You get to stay in and have a, have a good day every once in a while where you don't do anything. So yeah, I, I, uh, if anybody should be warned, 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 warned concerned, <laughs> my brain is uh, concerned about uh, global warming is is the midwest and canada because uh how beautiful is it when it snows or when it's cold it's just it's gorgeous it is it is and you also get you get the best bird watching in the winter because there's no leaves on the trees yeah. you see some amazing birds you know mm -hmm. i'm kind of a bird nerd but that's my thing uh what what's your favorite outdoor winter activity Oh, uh, I like sledding. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Wait, all right, all right. Now, are you are you a toboggan guy or are you a saucer guy or are you uh, a tuber? I'm a toboggan guy. I'm toboggan. definitely old school bent up toboggan. Well, are you talking yeah. the wooden, the wood one no. or the plastic one? Aluminum. 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 Wow. Do you yeah. are you uh, are you putting soap on the bottom of that or a little wax no, to make that no, sucker? Nothing, nothing on the bottom of it because I just it's you just got one I had since I was a kid was red paint and it was a two seater uh, yeah. and it just it's bent up at the front from things that I've hit with it before. It's just it's just it's just <laughs> you just let it go. But I love the fact that you guys are like I'm not smart enough to put soap or or wax it up. I just like oh you go and we just like. You never had a problem with getting speed, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> like, true. Like the kids that didn't that didn't soap her up didn't slowly go down the hill. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember we used to we used to get in trouble every so often, and uh, uh, we'd go down by the arena. There was a great hill, but it went onto a road, and we'd get in trouble for going on the road. But oh yeah, yeah. It would be always it would always be one of the older native kids that would ruin it for us because he just have enough weight that his would go far enough into the middle of the street and then the cops would be there you could have been killed you could have been killed <laughs> what uh there's a lot of words that we say in the midwest too that they don't say anywhere else like uh you know screwed the pooch you know uh, um yeah. that i made a mistake you know or uh we say oh do they say open canada like oh excuse me oh no after you 
no oh yeah, yeah that's funny no 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 uh, no 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 that, what are they oh, that's really fun ope yeah like, like double o yeah like oh geez no after you i insist yep oh yeah. sorry you know it's just kind of like a lot a of stories in canada a lot of sorry apologize yeah sorry apologize yeah 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 you go you go first um, um yeah you got you got or like we got horse apiece which means you know six of one half a dozen the other it means same thing do you have yeah, any yeah. any other phrases in the in oh, canada that? that you're like i'm sure uh, we do uh i don't know if you are you watching shorzy or anything like that have you seen have you seen that i haven't yet no uh they got some good new canadian sayings up there uh give your balls a tug <laughs> 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 I'm guessing I know what that means. It means, it means, yeah, yeah. Take your head out of your ass is what it means. Yeah. Oh, that's what it means. Give your balls yeah. a tug means take yeah. your head out of your ass. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Right? Yeah, it's pretty that's good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Get back to me. You know, it, it's also like there could be phrases that you're like, oh, that you say that everywhere, and then yeah, and then you're like, oh no, we just say that here. It's like How you're about, at, yeah. I do, they, we use the word dink up there. Do you guys use dink? Dink, like you're such a dink. I kind of yeah. know what that means. Like you're an idiot, sort of? Yeah, you're an idiot, but it's also a penis. Okay. <laughs> you know, we don't use that one as much, you know? Uh, you uh, like quit being such a dink. Like quit yeah. being such a knob, kind of. Yeah. Same deal. That's good. <laughs> dork. Dork? You guys use dork? Well, dork, yeah, which is... um. Uh, but that's a whale's penis, isn't it? Right. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> I went to school with a girl named Dorcas. Oh, really? Oh, poor girl. Oh, uh, she was. She was, a, she was a little bit of a rocket and went for it. <laughs> she should have been called Dork Me. <laughs> <laughs> Did she become a comedian too? I feel like with a name uh, like Dorcas. Uh, so many funny people. So many funny. Yeah, people. Canada breeds so many funny people too. Like there's, there's, uh, I mean, there's so many funny Canadian uh, comics. What do you think it is about Canada that kind of like drives that? Um, recently, I've I've found Canadians taking themselves too seriously. I don't know if you've seen any during the uh, during the pandemic. There was a, a group of people that really took themselves too seriously. Canada, for the most part, was known for not taking themselves seriously. Now ah, you got me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so, but I, now it's like, uh, but, but, yeah. I think that what what makes Canadians funny is the, the not taking themselves too seriously, living next to the America and seeing that, but then having this huge British influence. Ah, you know I mean? interesting. So, so we kind of float in between, which really makes us weird because we're not that too dry english but we're not too cheesy american so we're kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's it i i felt that dig i felt it <laughs> but you have like everyone thinks oh america that's where entertainment is da 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 and you're kind of canada so you're almost setting the bar low for yourself right uh and then of course well you probably have the weather too i feel like the weather at least in the Midwest, that kind of gives us that sort of thing of like, you know, the, yeah. it's shit for how much percentage of the year you got to kind of crack some jokes. But also the Midwest, kind of the weather and Canada the same way as, well, if you, if you don't laugh about it, you're crying about it. So make your choice. Right. Yeah. yeah. So do you yeah. want to be a sad sack or do you want to be fun? Right. Um, right? Yeah. I, I feel like we both have that in us. So. 
Right. Life's going to give you this, whether you laugh about it or cry about it. Yeah. So you might as well laugh about it. Yeah. 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 I, I uh, think, and I think the Midwest gets this more than a lot of places. Only thing in life that are, are for sure uh, death, taxes, you know, and I can't remember the other one, you know, but we know. Yeah. That's how life works. You're paying your taxes and you're dying. So you might yeah. as well have fun. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. exactly um so speaking of which what you are you're on tour right now yeah and you always. do have so, you got some <laughs> dates coming always yeah do you do you ever take a break from uh touring i do um things have changed since the pandemic i reassess things um i'm i'm trying not to travel as much um that didn't work for november and december for me uh it mm -hmm. turns out i'm on the road every week uh, but yeah, I, I do try to take a break and I try to find work with something that's different. Like, uh, I've been offered a thing to go to the Middle East, uh, this year to Saudi and Qatar and, and, uh, the United Emirates. And I'm like, I try to find, uh, someplace to do a show that I would never really go to. So, yeah. How's that going to work out there? I, what, what I do you think I, 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 so there's this guy from here that is booking pretty big names and he offered it to me and I was like, yeah, let's do it. So apparently YouTube creates a, a bunch of, of comedy fans yeah. in different countries, which is why I love TikTok and YouTube is because people that, that we're, we're introducing ourselves to new people and I to comedy. So, and I love it. I, I noticed that I was, I was doing a show in London and it was, it was crazy. And one day I had someone from, uh, like Nigeria and New Zealand and then uh, Morocco all say like some of the phrases. And this is, I mean, my thing, I didn't think I had fans, you know, really hard fans outside the Midwest. And one day when that, I was like, what the, what is going on? And they all said YouTube was oh. the, was the thing, which is, I mean, that's cool. I mean, to be, yeah. so you have the same, you have the sort of an international fan base now from that. Uh, yeah. So I've done South Africa, I've done Australia, uh, which is, I had to do Australia, but uh, I, I went to Israel this year. Um, where I've been, I've been to China. I went to China with Gaffigan before Gaffigan was a star. Um, we had wow. a good time over there. I've, I've always tried to go international before it, people started doing it. Um, yeah. And, but I, I, I I do have these people like I'm like hmm, that's interesting. I have this group of of people that aren't uh, <laughs> they aren't from Seattle. I'll tell you right, that much. Right. And, and they find me funny. I love it. So it's it's great. A lot of guys get fired up about the TikTok and the and and the YouTube. And I'm just I'm just like they're like well it's it's stupid. They're just doing stupid stuff. I'm like everybody had a first album. You know yeah. Right. I mean? Right. Yeah. You're gonna if if you enjoy comedy after that you're gonna search out more. Let them be happy that they're you've opened their eyes to their first album. Right. Yeah, and you kind of um it also just gives you more uh, opportunity to get better at your thing. You know who cares mm -hmm. why they like you? Well, speaking yeah. of which, where uh where are you touring uh, next in the Midwest? What dates you got coming up? Next in the Midwest. So I've got uh okay so so uh, this comes out. I think I got um I I got one night in Vegas. That is not in the Midwest, but there is but a lot of Midwest. Midwesterners yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. So the twelfth, I will be at the uh, at the Palms at the Pearl Theater um for one night um with not just me with a couple other people uh you can get that on ianbag.com and then uh i go to denver no is it it goes to milwaukee 
yeah that week and, playing the improv in milwaukee the improv there which nice. i'm excited to do i'm really really excited to do because i haven't done i've done milwaukee there was a casino that i did there and then i also did just outside, outside of town i did the ben theater oh yeah wow and I love the Ben Theater, so I'm yeah. excited to go to the Improv in Milwaukee because now we're in town. So I'm 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 looking forward to it. Nice. Uh, and then and then I consider this the Midwest, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, the weekend after that, I'm in Denver. You know what? Denver, just like Vegas, has a ton of Midwesterners. Not quite the Midwest, more the, more the beginning of the uh, West kind of a thing, technically. Right. But ton of Midwesterners in Denver. Great really? town. I I I I I like it there. Where are you playing out there? I'm playing at the Comedy Works. Okay, yeah, yeah, nice, great club. Can I tell you a funny story about please about do. The last time I was there? You're like, please, finally a comedy. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I was there last year, and I was playing, <laughs> I was playing their um South Club. I don't know. Have you played that one? Uh-uh. No, I haven't. Well, it's our South Club, and they have a bar out front. And COVID was still pretty strong, and the green room was full of comics for some unknown reason. So I just went out to the bar to hang out, and I had my bag of merch, and I was just sitting there. And in the bar, which may have been a 40 by 40 square foot building, uh, the bartender was talking to a lady that couldn't go to the show uh, because she had forgotten her vaccine card. And um, she said to him, and I'm sitting maybe 40 feet away in an empty bar. She said to him, how's the show this week? And he goes, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so I just and are you headlining this? Are you headlining, headlining this? <laughs> I giggle. I giggle, which makes me laugh because I don't get upset by those things. I just think it's funny, right? Yeah, yeah. And then she's about to leave. Her Uber arrives. She, and he goes, come back in January. That's when our good shows start again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I tweet, it's going to be a good week. Because you know? In my head, I'm like, do I talk about this on stage or do I talk? Or do I tweet? I tweet because I can't get any traction there. So nobody will ever see it. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> And, and if I do it on stage, somebody might get in trouble. So I, 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 I tweet about it and I go on stage and I do my show and I come on after, I come off afterwards. And the guy goes to me, Hey, you're really funny. And I go, <laughs> I go, thanks, man. Maybe one day I'll play here in January. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I come in the next day and the management pulls me over. Uh, we seen your tweet. <laughs> um, don't worry about it. We fired the bartender. Oh no. And I'm like, no, I'm like, why would you fire him? I I'm not mad. I just, I needed to tweet about it. I did. Yeah. All I need to do is be able to do something. I'm like, and I'm like, well, he's been a problem. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. And so I feel horrible Saturday night. I'm sitting in the exact same seat. This girl, this waitress comes over to me and she goes, hi, I just want to let you know you had my husband fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang wow and I, go, and I go no 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 i i didn't have him fired i didn't want anybody fired i feel horrible about this i didn't want anybody fired i feel horrible and i say let me give you my merch money for the week and i give them my merch money for the week because it's just before christmas and i'm like I, I i feel horrible about this and, and that was not my intent i was not trying to get anybody fired i laughed about it and and as a comedian you should be able to laugh about it right and and at the same time, I was like, I should be playing here in January. And, <laughs> and so I gave her the money and she walks away and the management comes up. 
we're going to fire her. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you got, I cannot afford for yeah. you to fire any more people. <laughs> yeah, why, why would you fire her? I don't want anybody fired. Please don't fire anybody. And they're like, well, we'll wait. And we, we, we got to fire her too. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> That's the most Canadian thing you did. To, I've heard in this thing too, <laughs> giving them your merch money. <laughs> I, I am, I, I, I am totally, when it comes to that, I'm like, help people. Yeah. If you want to take me down, if you're listening to this and you need some money, just send me an email where I screwed you <laughs> over somehow. Uh, so I, it's it's Christmas Eve and I just look at Instagram and there's a request and I'm like, oh, I don't usually get requests. I look at this request. Well, I hope you're happy. You got my wife fired too. Oh my God. <laughs> so now for the next week, there's just hate on my Instagram. Just telling me how bad of a person I am. I'm like, I'm not trying to get anybody fired. And I'm not the bad person. I didn't say the show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're not uh, not going back to that club. Uh, yeah, I'm not going back. To, I'm going to the downtown club. Okay. <laughs> and somebody sent me somebody 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 sent me a message. They said, uh, "I just talked to my friend. You're going to work the downtown club in in Denver. They say you're a, you're a club favorite. The staff loves you there." I'm like, "No, that no 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 no." no, no. no. They've just heard of me. Right. My reputation precedes me. Maybe if they're trying to get out of working there, that's what. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, that's... my dog's barking. Lou took off. No, that. no, that's great. I I know we're uh, at time anyway, man. But hey, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And people, uh, again, ianbag.com. Is that where everyone uh, can find you? Or what's your yeah, favorite? Ianbag.com, uh, Ianbag, Ianbag on everything except for Twitter. Mm -hmm. I've been banned. Uh, oh, jeez. I, I just I'm I'm in trouble for a couple of days because use some words that shouldn't be used. But I thought you're allowed to say anything. But anyways, <laughs> uh, and if you like hockey podcasts, my friend uh, that I played, uh, I grew up with, played in the NHL. We do a hockey podcast, and I was in a movie that involved a chimpanzee, and I played hockey with him. So we're very knowledgeable. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice man well thank you very much for coming congratulations on, on everything you. man i'm glad you're i'm so happy for you and kicking ass and taking names it's awesome oh thank you i really appreciate that and congrats to you too and good luck on uh the tour and everything and uh maybe we can collab someday well, where are you know, living so. now i'm in milwaukee i'm in milwaukee wait what Will what day around? are you in milwaukee what day is that i forget you said it and then i forget jeez if i'm I'll, i think I'll it's, check the 11th, it out. it's the week of the 12th maybe i'm actually in la i'm gonna miss you all right. All that right. sucks. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll yeah. just have to. How keep long? Track. You, how long in LA? Are you doing shows while you're here? I'm in. Uh, no, I am uh, doing some video stuff. I'm out there. I think until the fifteenth. But right. you know how that yeah. stuff goes. It's kind of up in the air. So if I am here, I'll go check you out for sure. I love the improv. It's a great club. It's a great club. And if you're around, if if I'm around, just send me a message if you if you're bored. So okay, my number. Yeah, sounds need, good, man. If you need anything while you're out here. I love it. Yeah, I'll find us a nice pond we can play some hockey on. Ah, uh, we can go grind our skates on the pavement. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, take care. I appreciate you. All right, bud. Have a good day. All right, we'll see ya. And that is it for this week's episode of the Cripes Cast, ladies and gents. Um, I just want to thank Ian. Uh, make sure you see him at the Milwaukee Improv on December 8th, 9th, and 10th. Again, you go to improv.com slash Milwaukee. Use the promo code Cripes. Make sure you follow all of us on the socials at Cast on all your social media stuff. And Ian's uh, is just at Ian Bag on all social media platforms. That's I-A-N-B-A-G-G. Make sure you also go to his website if you want to look for other dates in other areas, ianbag.com. And yeah, and that's, that's all we it. got. Thanks yeah. to Kelly Maraca, the executive producer of the Cripscast. Thank Big you. thanks 
to Hannah Milos, the assistant editor of the Cast. And then, of course, I am Charlie Behrens, and I just want to let all of you know, don't laugh at me, Colleen, to watch out for reindeer okay. this holiday season. All right, real good. Bye-bye. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin. The Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you got to keep her moving. 